Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about the value of a financial advisor. This is going to be interesting. We're, we're trying something maybe a tad bit different, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, so before we get into that, Alex, what are we drinking today? Uh, today, we are drinking the Good Neighbors Imperial Stout. Uh, it's from one of our favorite uh, breweries, the Valley House. Uh, comes in at a robust 9.5% alcohol, uh, only 60 IBUs. It's a, it's a stout, so it's it's not super bitter. Um, that said, 60 IBUs isn't nothing. What do you think no, here, Ryan? It's it's a solid stout. It's got that chocolatey taste that a lot of stouts have, but not overly not overly chocolatey. Mm-hmm. Definitely one that's a filler upper, meaning like it'll fill you up. Like I don't think I could drink more than one of these. Perfect on that uh, cold winter night when you just need like comfort. Exactly. And it's from the Valley House. And obviously we are very biased towards the Valley House. So mm-hmm. uh, they're local brewery there in Duval, Washington. Yeah, I, you know what? I bet Bob would love this beer. Yeah, you're probably right. We should send him one, by the way. Yeah, we should. So Bob, if you're listening, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> so, so let's jump into this. So I, I, we made a post the other day and the post was about really how many people, I think, envision a financial advisor really just working on investment planning, meaning like managing their investments. And while there are certainly folks out there in the industry that do that, that that's not us. Yeah. And that's, and that might be valuable to you. That's not even a bad or a good thing. It's just that's what they do. And I think that's also what a lot of people think an advisor does. And so when they hear someone say, oh, I'm a comprehensive financial advisor, or I'm a holistic financial advisor, some of their experiences are, well, I'm holistic in the investment arena, right? But I'm not actually a holistic financial planner, which are very different, right? So many of these, like all of these terms live in different ecosystems. And so they mean different things to different people. And so like your conception of what a holistic financial planner is versus like what somebody else's definition may not be the same. Like, it's important to try and like ask the question like, okay, cool. What do you mean by that? A hundred percent. So let's talk into what we mean by what another financial advisor could do. Right. So it's, it's not just about investments, about what else, could, what other value can advisor bring you? And right. So many times we're working with a tech professional, right? That's that they're making maybe a family household income of call it $200,000. They probably have another 50K of RSU type um, stocks that they're, that they're getting, um, right? And those investing on the vesting schedule. And, you know, they might have, you know, $250,000 sitting in in a retirement account, another 50 grand or maybe a hundred grand in their their investment account, mainly being the RSUs. And then they've got, you know, a certain amount of savings. And what we would do with that person, the value that we would bring, and I'm not making this about us as in Ryan or Alex and what we do. It's more of these are the different value adds an advisor can bring. So let's just, let's just walk through this. This is a person that's married, has kids. Right. When they sit down with an advisor, oftentimes they're wondering where should they be putting money? Are they on pace for retirement? Are they on pace for maybe paying for their kids' education? Are they protected the way that they want to be protected? Maybe life insurance comes into play here, right? 
will they be able to live the life? Like what flexibility do they have? How do they utilize their company benefits? Are they being efficient? What about taxes? What do I address first? Like that, that might be the first thing that we actually sit down and do. Exactly. You nailed on that. All of these things on their minds and they're like, okay, where in the world do I start? One of the first things that we do is just get an idea as to where a client is currently and help them see it all on one page. Yeah. I can't. We all have how many different accounts that we log into. (laughs) And I get that there's mints.com out there that, that, you know, tries to bring everything onto one page and even they don't make it extra easy, but we have all these different accounts. And so how do we look at our financial picture from a 30,000 foot view look, right? So we sit down with our clients and a good advisor will sit down with their clients and really figure out, okay, what is it they look like today? Not put for the purpose, like I hear data gathering all the time, Alex. <laughs> and it's like, it's, I sound like a, you know, a research scientist sitting down and, and collecting data. And, and the way that a good advisor will approach it is while they'll be gathering how much money you have in these accounts and how much you're putting into it, they'll be asking the whys behind it. They'll be asking, what is the main purpose? What are the goals? What are we wanting to do? What does lifestyle mean to you? There's no judgment with any of these questions. Like if this is just the choices that we've made and like, great. Like, let's understand why we made them good, bad, or indifferent, what we like about them, what we may not like about them, not for the sake of like, casting doubt or blame or like congratulations. It's really just, Hey, how, how did we arrive at this decision? What is our thought process so that we can understand how, how you're thinking about money, because that gives insight into ultimately what you want to accomplish with it and how you want to go about uh, improving your situation. A good advisor will ask great questions, meaning they'll ask you a question and you don't know the answer to it because you've never thought of it. Like if you have an advisor asking you those questions, you've got a really good advisor. And and you, want, you want someone to, to help you think differently and cause you to pause and think, okay, w- what is the purpose of that? Why exactly. did I do that? So good advisor is going to gather this information and really make you think about the whys, the wins, the hows, and really kind of get into it and get to know you. Like this is the, the, also the relationship building meeting of understanding what you represent and what values you represent. Once they have a good understanding of that, then at least the way that we work with our clients, and I would argue that a good advisor should go through this, then it's around, okay, have you protected what is it, what it is you've built thus far and protecting it for the future, right? It's, it's one in the same. And the, these are things are normally around protecting, obviously your income. And we've had plenty of episodes around that, right? Life, disability insurance, umbrella policies, right? Looking at your auto and, home, auto and home insurance, legal documents, but uh, steps further, you brought up employee benefits. Are you maximizing employee benefits? Do you understand whether or not you can take in-service withdrawals, maybe in your 401k and be able to do some sort of work inside of your 401k. Can, can you do in-plan conversions? Right. 
beneficiary designations? Do they align with what you're saying? Do they align with what your trust or your will say? Like, how does this all align? When was the last time you reviewed it or updated it? So when you put all that into perspective, just like that piece alone, like that's the value of an advisor bringing that all together, because I don't know about you, Alex, it, it's not easy bringing that all together, well, and right? Because so- you had an estate planner put this document together. Did they bring in your financial professional and say, hey, do all these things align with what's in their life insurance policy and their investment account? Should their investment account be, be renamed? as the owner, maybe being the trust, right? Like how does this all come into the actual plan? And one of the things that we commonly get is once we actually show this back to clients, like we break things down into four domains and, you know, like roughly 20 different things that we're, we're following or tracking. Most of the time people are like, wow, I have never seen this as complete and as succinct as this. This is amazing. Yeah. Now, lots it's, of people like have a good idea as to what all this looks like, but inevitably there is some aha moment that a client has when, when they actually first see all this stuff put together. Yeah. It's huge, right? You've got all these, a lot of these companies offer really great employee benefits, HSAs and right. Like all of these different things. And the question is, okay, how much money should be going to all of these different things? That's a key conversation that's money, but A, making sure you're taking advantage of all those things. That's step one. How does that relate to you personally, right? We don't like, you don't want an advisor that gives blanket advice. You want an advisor that gives advice that's specific to what you want. And a good advisor isn't, isn't giving you the way. A good advisor is showing you all the opportunities and all of the options. You as the client should be choosing what option is best for you. So take so that's one that's a huge piece that we just spoke about value add, right? Take that to the next level, right? So now you've got the money coming in the door. Well, where is where should the money be going? Right? These are conversations like how much should be going into traditional versus Roth. These are conversations that are going, how much money should be in a retirement account versus maybe an investment account versus maybe paying down debt, right? Like how does all of this come into play with the standpoint of I've got goal A, B, and C, and oh, by the way, life happens both good and bad. It needs to be flexible. Yeah. And trying to help walk through all of these different things in terms of better understanding how your home and auto works, how your disability insurance through work looks and how that's actually going to behave. Heaven forbid something should happen to you, where cash flow should go and what the ramifications are of the decisions that you're currently making. Good, bad, or indifferent. Like th- these are the choices that we're currently making. Here is where that's going to lead us if we keep going there. Is that what we want? Yes, no, maybe. And like, then let's start analyzing what that actually means down the road. And so like this concept of like putting dollars into tax deductible 401k is great. Like that is a phenomenal concept. But when we start taking a look at a lot of folks, most of the time we're seeing folks that are in their late twenties to early thirties with significant amounts of dollars inside of traditional 401k 
and very little in the way of Roth, whether it's 401k or IRA. And most of the time, we don't reach the crossover point in terms of our effective tax rate until our mid 50s when we're going to be paying a lower tax rate in retirement than we are today. And so that's a long-winded way of saying that we need to spend more time analyzing what our taxes are today and what they are in the future. Yeah. A real life example of, and these are the good questions that a good advisor will ask you is, we were sitting down with a client and the client said, hey, yeah, I've been, I've been contributing to a Roth. By the way, this client, I think is in their late thirties. Um, I've been contributing to a Roth, but I'm now working for this company. My income just went up by 35% and I'm getting these stock options. I think I'm going to transition over traditional. So let's start putting the tax deferred. And so the question we asked them was, okay, do you expect your income to, has it, is it peaking? Is it, have, have you hit a ceiling? And they said, no, I'm going to continue to make more money. I'm like, okay, so by what, by what percentage do you think? And we started going through this, this dialogue. And next thing you know, the client's like, oh crap, I'm still on the low end of the amount of money coming in the door. Right. And then, and then you- it hit him because right. He, he heard, well, when your early income years Roth, and when you're making good money, traditional. And while that's solid blanket advice, the issue is it's okay. Specific. It's not specific to you, right? $250,000 a year or $300,000 a year right now. Do you expect to make 400 in the next five years? Many people say, yeah especially with the, in the tech industry. Okay. What's that mean when you get to retirement? How much, how much income, how much cash flow are you going to need in retirement? And are we still going to have any of the same tax deductions? Are we still going to be able to like, or is it just all going to be taxable income at that point? And what, what are the tax ramifications for each one of these different accounts? Well, and you bring up a huge point, the tax ramifications, you know, working with a holistic advisor should be giving you tax insights in terms of how your accounts are being taxed. And maybe you have an investment account, right? And, and maybe you have this unrealized gain that you may, or oftentimes may not know that you've been building, right? You might have $300,000 sitting in an investment account and you have $170,000 of unrealized gain. Okay. What's the plan then? right? That's your flexibility count. That's maybe if you want to retire early, utilizing some of that money. Okay. What's the plan, right? So that that's when you bring in tax insights to mitigate, you know, tax loss harvesting, all that kind of fun stuff. But what is the overall tax insight strategy for everything you're trying to do? Yeah. And when it starts getting integrated into things like, you know, state taxes as well as federal taxes and what, what are taxes now? What do we expect them to be in the future? And, and like the answer is Ryan and I don't have the answers to these questions. Like we don't know what taxes are going to be in the future period. But if we have everything structured in one, in one style, we'd have no choice. So well, the key, the key point there is to have strategy. So you have the flexibility depending on what taxes do to have the different levers to, to hopefully minimize the amount of taxes you have to pay. Yeah. And we're not against paying taxes, by the way. I think a lot of people hear these episodes and they're like, oh, wow, Ryan and Alex are, right? It's not about that. It's just paying the right amount of taxes. 
Yeah. Well, and helping understand like what's like what is what is potential, and I mean, would you, if there was a way that you could not paint yourself into a corner, when do you want to know that you don't have to paint yourself into a corner? Yep. So we've spoken about a lot already and we haven't gotten to investment. We haven't gotten to quote unquote retirement planning, right? There's a lot of conversation to be having here. That's the value. And hopefully your advisor is bringing up questions to have you think about, oh yeah, I did mention real estate five years ago or three years ago, right? Like that's where the value of utilizing an advisor can be, right? Even for you do-it-yourselfers, right? Do-it-yourselfers, you know, the person maybe doesn't have to manage your investments, but hopefully that person, maybe you can work with someone that to give you other insight, maybe telling you what you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, that when we start walking down that uh, that diagram of things that we know that we know, think things that we know that we don't know, things that we don't know that we know, and things that we don't know that we don't know, like that last box is the scary one. The things that we don't know that we don't know. And the sad thing is, is that that is almost certainly going to be the biggest box for all of us, myself included. That's why we bring in other professionals, right? And hopefully you are, your listeners are also doing this. Make sure your professionals that you're working with are working with one another. Right. Right. So, and obviously you can get into the investment conversation, right? Asset allocation, mutual, right? You can get into the entire conversation around you know, what's the most cost-effective implementation of terms of what funds to choose, how to behave and make sure that you're rebalancing appropriately, mixes of assets of stocks and bonds. What's the philosophy around investment? There's a bunch of conversation there. I'm not trying to gloss over that piece, even though it's going to sound like I am, especially to someone like Alex, who's probably staring at me like there's so much in there, Ryan, let's go into it. Right. But the point of, of this episode was like, yes, that's an important piece. There's plenty of conversation to have there, and there's plenty of other conversations that you can have with an advisor, depending on what you're looking for. Well, and the, here's the thing that the devil is in the details and none of the details matter unless folks understand the concepts. So if we stick to the high level concepts, as one of our, our mentors has, has said repeatedly, um, thank you, Bob. The details don't matter if you don't understand the concepts. And once you understand the concepts, the details matter, but they're not important because we're going to get through them. And so it, so much of what we do for clients is helping them understand the big picture and then allowing us to do the detail work, to get into the weeds and figure out like, okay, how do we do this? Why do we do X versus Y? What are the specifics? If we don't understand the concept behind why we would want more dollars in traditional versus Roth or Roth versus traditional, then any amount of work that we do on it doesn't matter. We have to understand conceptually what we're trying to get to. Once we understand the concepts, then the details fall into place. 
And the last thing that I'll, so the, the sample plan, right? So we've been discussing like all the different things that a good advisor should be going over with you. We've also discussed who this person is, right? So this person is in their late thirties, early forties, has a family, married, makes $200,000 plus RSUs, right? So what are, what are some action items, action items, if I could speak, that would come from a holistic plan? Well, a holistic plan would maybe be going into, make sure you get an umbrella policy, make sure you, you add an additional disability policy because it's not, they're not covering your RSUs. Make sure you get your legal documents in order if you've, or if you've already got your legal documents in order, make sure they're aligned with beneficiaries. Oh, by the way, the people that you designated in your trust, do they know that you designated them? right? That's <laughs> a whole nother conversation. Get a little bit more life insurance because you haven't protected your income fully. Transition some of your money more to Roth because you want flexibility in terms of tax diversification when you get to retirement. Put a little bit more money into investment accounts and other accounts that are liquid so you have flexibility and maybe be able to retire early, right? Those are the action items that come away based on what it is that you want. This isn't out this isn't Alex and I, this isn't even your current advisor dictating you to you what to do. It's more of, these are all the things you say you want. These are the, all the avenues, avenues to do it and to do it safely and hopefully do it with a better chance of it actually occurring, better probability. Ultimately what clients come out of these conversations with is a higher likelihood of success and hopefully a higher actual net worth or ability to enjoy their money. So we, we help folks be more protected and then be more efficient. So we, we hope that today's episode really kind of brought to light the different, the differences of advisors, right? Does your current advisor just manage investments? And that's fine. Like, please don't take the, don't walk away saying, man, Ryan and Alex think really bad people are, it's not what we're saying. It's more of understanding what your current advisor is doing for you. And then is that what you're wanting? And by the way, there are other advisors out there. If you thought only advisors talk about investments, that's not the case. There are advisors out there that are looking truly at the entire picture, which takes us, Mr. Collins, to the question of the day. Our question today is how do you want your advisor to work with you? What are the questions that they're asking you? So head over to beerandmoney.net and at the bottom of the page is a spot for you to answer that question of the day. If you got any value out of today, share it with your friends, right? The whole purpose of this podcast is to make you think differently about your money so you can make educated decisions based on what you want. We hope this episode was valuable. And as always, Alex. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. 
All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a financial representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California 91711. Telephone 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License Number 1531912, CA Insurance License Number 0K24924, Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number 7264699, CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Pinpoint Number 2022. One three four eight four six. Expiration March twenty twenty four.